Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we're joined by our old friend, big-time Gene O'Neill, and another old friend, Ashcon, who's got a smash viral video in support of the San Francisco Giants. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big-time Gene O'Neill. A man who needs no introduction. Past co-host of The Sound of Young America. Um, very healthy. Uh, very fit. Regular cyclists. Cut. Um, <laughs> Would you say you're cut? I don't know. Do you want me to take my shirt off? No, do I? I just assumed that you were cutting. Like you were like, cut, no, we got to do this over no, again. cut, guys. Oh. Bigger, more. I thought you meant like in my emo when I Louder. cut myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a cutter. A lot of people don't know that. Also throws a cutter to complement his four-seam fastball. <laughs> I think we did all the cutters. Yeah, I think that's all there is. <laughs> uh, no, let's sit here for five minutes, see if we can think of at least one more. Oh, uh, leaf-cutting ants? Sure. Sure. He's also a, a leaf-cutting ant. Yeah. I oh, guess. I'm one of the cutters from Breaking Away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a bicycling movie. Mm. Long yeah. story. Yeah. Um, great to have you here, Gene. It's great to be here. Uh, how are things in uh, North Hollywood, California? Oh, man. How aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Um, did you guys have a fun? Did you guys have a fun Halloween holiday? Well, uh... I had one of my patented Halloween observations I thought I would share. Oh, I'd love to hear an uh, Halloween I've observation. I've been looking around. We're it re- seems to happen about the same time <laughs> yeah. every year. Around the 1st of November. Have <laughs> uh, you guys noticed that women's Halloween costumes are always sexy versions of something like sexy cop or sexy cat? I mean, what's next? Sexy mailbox? I, I just had you. I know that's astute, and you guys probably hadn't heard that. Yeah, from that, everyone. That probably is next. Now yeah. that you mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, with the because because we attracts it with the regular, and there you. I've seen a lot of regular mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> so. Standard unfuckable mailboxes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like everybody just goes on that jag every Halloween about. I know. I feel like this is this. We're we're basically at year ten of this. Yeah, I say at this point we've all observed this. Yeah. Why not just enjoy the sluttiness? <laughs> I don't know. Did what, Were you slutty something? Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, you're pretty sensual just in general. Sure. I think our lady s- listeners will agree. But not slutty. And some of our gay male listeners, uh, sure. uh, if I remember correctly. Sure. But no, I won't just give it up, you know? You're not easy? Uh, no. I'm a, I can be a tease. Really? Yeah, if I don't get what I want. <laughs> 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 sure. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? I um uh I feel like we I've gotten to the point uh in my life where I no longer participate in Halloween, which is aided and abetted by the fact that uh for some reason uh I we get literally zero trick-or-treaters. I have not had a trick-or-treater here in Los Angeles in the four years that I've lived here. And I do not understand it at all. Before, I just thought it was because I lived in what you might call an urban neighborhood. Uh, but now I live in basically 
exactly the kind of neighborhood that, in my mind, children would be targeting for trick-or-treating. Like, where, like... Yeah, this is where you're getting full-sized bars. Yeah, like, where you go to one... Like, you go to your neighborhood, but then you're, like, when you're 10 you and you've got a plan, you're like, oh, but this is the neighborhood we've got to hit. Sure. Because it's, like, all, like... It's all see, sort of, like, upper-middle-class yeah. white people, and many of them have kids, and many of them don't, and seem like, you know, there's a lot of, like, 38-year-old gay couples... That's who you want to get candy from. Sure. Because they, they like kids, but they don't have them. I bet there's some house where every 10th kid gets an iPod shuffle. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody handing out nanos right now. Man, what are we doing here? We should be trick-or-treating in yeah, this neighborhood. Guys. Oh, my gosh. Is that... It? Let's put our shoes on our feet, grab some pillowcases. <laughs> I heard a radio... Between adver- the shoes. I heard a radio advertisement for going trick-or-treating in the mall. Is that a real thing? Yeah, that's a thing. I th- yeah, Gene, you. Uh, well, I don't know you. Growing up in uh, in North Hollywood, where did you trick or treat? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't grow up in North Hollywood. I grew up in Sherman Oaks. Oh, just excuse, to be clear, excuse me. <laughs> yes. Point of clarification. I feel like I just called a geographical Sunni, a Shia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Sherman Oaks, which was a great trick or treating neighborhood. Um, oh, I bet Sherman Oaks has a lot of like. Uh, dad who goes all out and makes haunted house in the garage. yeah and like a lot of full candy bar distributions and the people who leave the bowl of candy that suggests please take one oh, which yeah. come on i know you're taking two or three <laughs> yeah at least uh but uh, i did the mall thing actually one year with a friend and uh was that it like, was pretty bountiful was that pre was that a pre-game or was that your whole trick-or-treating experience at the mall pre-game like like did you go to the like, mall was that first like a warm-up then, oh. yeah. yeah i mean this was earlier like this you, afternoon like, this before you, like, you, like you, before you go out like you pre-game at your house by sniffing glue oh right 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 yeah <laughs> you like get that. you get trashed and sure. then yeah you go to the mall and trick-or-treat yeah first you huff and then you stuff that's what they say. Stuff yeah, your bag full of candy. Stuff. Yeah, the mall is good if, for going. Like for uh, you can do multiple laps at the mall. Oh, uh, I of, see. Yeah, you st- well, you probably you go to the costume shop, buy a new costume. I and then you do know another, no another you round. same costume whereas you can't pull that and I tried that in my own neighborhood once and <laughs> those savvy adults like oh you again <laughs> um I it occurs to me now that uh, you again new Charles Manson. <laughs> Maybe I should have picked a less conspicuous costume. It seems a little bit too bold. Um, I I think I actually did have a couple trick-or-treaters over the years, but I think they were all surly teenagers. Yeah. But I was at the point where we had bought candy, because my wife, Teresa, won't let me not buy candy. Sure. Just because she just believes in the power of uh, holidays and love. And if somebody does come, you'll probably, like, give them, like, Free promo books that you get for uh, yeah <laughs> for potential interviews. That was my plan. Just handing out advanced <laughs> readers' copies of of the new Salman Rushdie novel. <laughs> um, uh, and, and so we have candy. And so even when like a fifteen year old comes to your door and he's just wearing a Spider Man T shirt, <laughs> uh, I was just grateful, just absolutely grateful. Yeah. Jordan, did you did you get did you get you you lived in a you lived in in West Hollywood uh, for several uh, Halloween. Uh, yes, yeah, st- still do. Uh, yeah, no, I have not in my whole time being in LA. And I was in I was in Silver Lake for a while. Uh, no trick or treaters there. And yeah, in my whole time in West Hollywood, and not a single one. I feel like that should be public information. You should be. You should 
when you are applying to rent a place, you should know whether it's trick or treat friendly. Sure. Yeah, it should be in the un- in the lease. Like, I want to uh, see the little kids in their funny costumes. I uh, feel like I'm getting cheated. Uh, you know where you go? Uh, you go like in the um, Hasidic neighborhoods. Really? Yeah, buy a house there. Yeah, yeah. Do do Hasids celebrate Halloween? I don't know. I was, uh, but that's in my little bit of. Then what is this advice based on? Uh, this is based on me driving through a Hasidic neighborhood on the way here. And you're like, I bet they trick or treating. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like when I drive through a Hasidic neighborhood here in Los Angeles, and there there are a couple of them, um, it's really it's really disconcerting to me. Not so much because you see, you know, like men with forelocks and that kind of thing, but rather because you see uh, people in public just walking down the street. Like, sure, not in see, a store or a mall. see families with strollers. Yeah, exactly. Like, participating in public life, talking to other people on the sidewalk, walking around. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's just because they can't drive a car right now because <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Saturday. Huh? <laughs> that's what it's about. Um, Eating gross lemon cookies. <laughs> something else they're doing. Wait, is that something that Hasids do? I don't know. I feel like every time I go to a uh, like a Hasidic bakery, uh-huh. uh huh, they're just the, eating lemon cookies. They have, uh, no, I feel has, like I get a cookie. I'm like, God, all this shit tastes like lemon. It's I like, don't mean to call it shit. Well, I don't mean to sound religiously intolerant, but I feel like all that stuff tastes like lemon, and it's gross. Is it? How would you compare it? Well, I've spoken ill of Mexican bakeries on the program before, okay. and someone someone called in. Somebody emailed me the other day uh, about. I, I spoke talked about this four or five months ago. I got nothing but positive feedback, uh, but this guy. This guy emails me. He says, well, what about empanadas? Yeah, I'm talking about Mexican bakeries, not Salvadorian bakeries. Give me a break. Jeez, what an idiot. They do have some empanadas in Mexico, but it's not a regular thing at a Mexican bakery. You're talking about those shitty, mealy sugar cookies. That's what you're looking at in a Mexican pan bakery. Pan dulce. Oh, God. Something. Pan dulce. God, it's gross. So fucking gross. Yeah, the Hasids and the Mexicans can all get together in a big boat and eat a bunch of gross cookies. And I won't be there. I hope they have a but lot I hope of- the boat comes back safe. I really do. I hope it doesn't sink. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Cup. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am big-time Gene O'Neill. Great to have big-time Gene O'Neill back here, huh? Yep. And just in the nick of time, because I have received a package. Jordan, I have received a package. You don't want to hear about your mail-order insulin, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) You're a diabetic. Big deal. I gotta deal with my diabetes. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um look at this look at this lovely card I, I I received. It looks like some 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 England, like London, England or something like that. Um uh JJ Go. Mm. That's me and you, but I'm also gonna include you in it, uh, Gene. Thank you. Um The G in Go is for Gene. <laughs> I'm glad that our sadness could be your gladness. Good luck. Giants. Oh, thanks, Kendall. Kendall sent us a nice box. And guess what's inside the box, my friend? Oh, this is in response to something we talked about uh, last week where we talked about uh, um, 
the people from Philadelphia, because they lost to the Giants, should send us some Philadelphian delicacies. And again, I think this is it's in the tradition of often when two teams meet in the Super Bowl, the World Series, the playoffs, the mayors will make a friendly wager. Uh, offering one of their signature products if uh, uh, if the other team wins, um, and receiving one of the other team's city's uh, signature products if their team wins. I miss the days when mayors would bet each other's wives. <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. it was a lot more exciting then. Yeah. Um, or their or their signature supervillains. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a, like a Lex Luthor. Yeah, like when. Gotham fought Metropolis in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lex Luthor v. Joker. Um, now, here's the thing. My San Francisco, there's two issues with this in for us. One is that my San Francisco Giants uh, are big-time underdogs and have been in each of their series. And so I don't feel comfortable making a one-to-one bet. As much as I love the Giants, and as amazing as this run Just has been... Not not smart. It's gambling. not smart money. No, it's not smart money. And if there's anything I know, it's gambling. Sure. So, <laughs> number one, I'm not making any one-to-one bets. And also, speaking of one-to-one bets, uh, I am one person, and we have tens of thousands of listeners. So my concern... Is there a famous podcaster from Houston? Is that who... Well, uh, here's the thing. I should, I could or, and should have bet with our friend Mike Schmidt, mm-hmm. uh, who, while he is not from Philadelphia, uh, grew up a Phillies fan because uh, he shared a name with a guy who, when he first found out about him, was in the minor leagues, but went on to become one of the greatest third basemen of all time, uh, Mike Schmidt, who played his whole career with the Phillies. So Mike is a genuinely a huge Phillies fan. Um, and for a great reason, I think. I think that's re- that's really neat. I think it's neat that he he- first heard about him and decided to become a Phillies fan when he was like a little kid and uh, Mike Schmidt was in the minor leagues in the late 70s. Um, but uh, we we didn't get that together. I should have gotten that together. Oh, well, I, mean, I was talking about for this World Series. For the World Series, I don't Is know. There, I don't who, know. Who, who, the Giants who, are playing Houston? Do they have podcasts in Texas? I don't know. I know they have brush that needs clearing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know that from our last president. They have roads. They do have roads. I'm reasonably confident of that. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been to Texas, and I don't remember any podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see any when I was there. Yeah. Well, I, so anyway, I guess it's possible that there's a Houstonian out there who's a big Texas Rangers fan. No, a uh, Dallas-er. <laughs> Is that sort of person from Dallas? Dallas is called? A Dalation? A Dalation. Dalmatian. There's a there may be a Dalmatian out there. A dullard. Um, <laughs> who is uh, from Dallas and wants to bet me. Uh, but my concern is uh there's too many listeners and we don't know who the podcasters are who are from there. Right? I mean we just don't know. Sure. That's just the reality there's of the situation. There's no way to find there's out. There's no either. way to find out where people are from. You can't just type in what podcasters are from Dallas into iTunes. Can we Google where are people from? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good solution. Oh, after that, uh, can you uh, Google what is this? Because I've been wondering that for a while. <laughs> um, so, I, so this is the solution that I came up with for this problem. Where, and it is a problem. Where me food. Um, the, the solution is that if the Giants win... Uh, the team that the Giants defeat, the people of that city who listen to our program, send me their signature product. And if their team wins, I do nothing. I just drop it. 
Um, and luckily, <laughs> so far, the Giants, the Giants have, have won, and uh, the Giants just beat the Phillies in the National League Championship Series. Uh, and Philadelphia's signature product, of course, is Tasty Cakes, uh, the regional delicious uh, snack cake uh, made by the Tasty Cake Corporation, and only available and popular in Philadelphia, where I'm guessing they just don't have any better choices. Um, so we got this whole box, thanks to Kendall, we got a whole box of Tasty Cakes. On top were a couple of uh, Chewitz peanut chews. Uh, that's a bite-sized chewy pieces loaded with peanuts. Um, that's distributed by Just Born Incorporated of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, Philadelphia, of course, is uh, a city in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Nothing fishy so far. And we got these tasty <laughs> cakes. story stacks up. <laughs> we got these tasty cakes. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. We got peanut butter candy cakes. Hey, I'm, and I'm already on board with that. I should clarify, tasty cake is spelled with a K. Um, and so is candy and cakes. Sure. Uh, because this is the, uh, it was originally started by members of the KKK. Exactly. <laughs> um, we got, of course, some, oh, look at this. We got some jelly crimpets, <laughs> so that's great. Sounds like a disease. Um, I guess a jelly crimpet. This is a this. These are sort of. How would you describe what that is? Well, it's just a crimpet, right? Everybody knows what a crimpet is. Yeah, I mean, add you know, imagine a crimpet and just add jelly. It's right. Pretty. And of course, we also have butterscotch crimpets here. Mm-hmm. Um, Which crimpet are you most excited about, Jesse? I'm most excited about the butterscotch crimpet. I'll tell you why. Uh, when I gave, I had to give up chocolate because of my migraines, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm really into butterscotch and caramel because they're the most chocolate-like things that aren't chocolate. Man, I didn't have to give up chocolate for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gene. High five. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jordan, what about I- car- can you eat carob? Not that carob is... Well, can close. I eat carob <laughs> yeah, or I'm would I eat carob? Sure. Can you? I can eat carob. And in fact, I will from time to time eat a tofuti cutie, which I believe is made with carob. Okay. Uh, but they do a good job of disguising the carob in that tofuti sure. cutie. Uh, I find a tofuti cutie to be actually a pretty tasty snack, uh, despite the fact that I'm in general against both uh, uh, things made of tofu that shouldn't be and also uh, things made of carob. Yeah, no, Tofuti Cutie does a good job. Yeah, that's a pretty tasty treat, right? Simulating an ice cream sandwich, yeah. Um, And hey, guess what? I've got good news for you guys, because we've also got some cream-filled chocolate cupcakes. Mm. Cream-filled chocolate cupcakes. I feel like we should try these and chew them loudly into the microphones, right? Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, so what what do you guys... For a a long period of time. Oh, I want to try the peanut butter one first. You want to try the peanut butter? Okay. Uh, Here's some peanut butter candy cakes for you. Gene, do you want to try a... What kind of cream? I'll do the chocolate. Okay, I'm going to hand you this chocolate. Um, Jordan, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to go first here as we open these up. Right. Our, uh, I'm so happy. It's so nice of Kendall to send us these, and um, I think some other people may actually have emailed me that they're sending them. So pretty soon I'm gonna be in the Pee Wee Christmas special. There's this scene where he keeps getting uh, he keeps getting fruit cakes in the mail, mm-hmm. and then he has these uh, big, almost naked muscle men building an addition to his house out of fruit cakes. Um, I think I may be building an addition to my house out of tasty cakes. This is solid. Yeah, what, 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 now you're having the c- caramel crimpet? Uh, no, this is the peanut butter. Oh, the peanut candy butter. cake. I'm having butterscotch crimpet. Okay. Um, how's that candy cake? I'm sorry, you don't, you don't need to speak into the microphone when your mouth is full. That's the last thing we want to do. Yeah, God forbid. Um, yeah, it's good. It's just a little, uh, it's a little cake. It's got a little uh, spread of peanut butter on top. Not too much. Covered in chocolate. Solid. 
Are you at, are you at all? And be honest with me. Are you at all disappointed that no one has offered to send us any Philly cheesesteaks? Oh yeah, I was gonna maybe even gonna ask about that. What would be the best way to transport a Philly cheesesteak? And in you... my stomach. Yeah, right. That's a, that's probably the best. What's the best way to get a Philly cheesesteak from uh, the world to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Gene, how's your chocolate cupcake? It's really good. It's like yep. a uh, a hostess cupcake, but doesn't have the chemically aftertaste. Really? Yeah. Well, like they it. claim to be baked fresh. Yeah, it tastes like it's baked and not yeah, like a gelatin. Yeah, right. Yeah, the the hostess cupcake seems like it was molded somehow out of <laughs> you know. I I'm gonna try. Do you guys mind if I try my crimpet here? No. Do you think this is Do you think this is at all related to crumping? Oh shit. Mm. <laughs> Gene's knocking my entire bookshelf over. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, take a bite and see if it makes you okay. want to crump or clown dance. Mm. He's doing it! Oh my god! <laughs> he's doing a perfect crump dance! Uh oh. Well, no, he's just having an epileptic seizure. <laughs> Should have called the ambulance. Wow, this really sticks in your craw. <laughs> this is crumping. You mean in a good way, right? It's not, not bad. That, not in that Obamacare way, right? <laughs> like that sticks in your craw. It is a pretty good crimpet. I mean, I don't know how I, how it would rank among the best crimpets I've ever had in my life. And certainly, I mean, I haven't been to Paris, for example. <laughs> but uh, it is a pretty great crimpet. Fuck, man, I want a glass of milk real bad. Yeah, I'm dying over that here. That would ah, got okay. milk. Right, guys? Well, we'll be back in just a second, uh, fully hydrated with milk mm. uh, on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Oh, joining us on the television, Jordan, look. Telephone. Telephone. And on the television. Mm. Both on the telephone and on the television, presuming you're watching local news in the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> or our, CNN. Or CNN. Excellent. Our very good friend, Ashkan Dvaran, a.k.a. Ashkan the Rapper. Um, AKA, AKA Ashcon the Hot Tub and King. Absolutely, the HTK. <laughs> no doubt about it. Joining us from the San Francisco Bay Area, where, as I understand it, he is enjoying uh, Madison Bumgarner and the San Francisco Giants. Oh, in oh, God. I was almost enjoying a double play until uh, we Sanchez just threw the ball wide and we didn't get the double play, and now there's a runner on first and one out. Yeah, that's Stupid true. Stupid Jonathan Sanchez. Am I right, Jordan? Yeah. Also, Freddy, super, Freddy, super Freddy, dedicated Freddy listeners. Oh, Freddy Sanchez. But, super yeah, Jonathan Sanchez Jonathan is the starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, super dedicated listeners should uh, figure out when that play happened and then do the math to figure out at what time we were recording this. Yeah, dedicated listeners or perhaps a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, or a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Frankly, if you don't have a lot of time on your hands, why are you listening to Jordan Jesse go? Shouldn't you be doing something productive? Um, Ashcon, it's great to have you back on the show. It's great to be here. I've gotten, so Gene, you met Ashcon when we were in college, right? I think I knew of uh, Ashcon. You had heard rumors of Ashcon? Yeah, yeah, there was is an Ash. third man in the booth? Yeah, that's, there's a third man. That's big time Gene O'Neill. Gene O'Neill, what's happening? What's happening, Ashcon? Uh, not a mucho, not a mucho. <laughs> that's uh, not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> what did you hear? I heard you were up to mucho. 
<laughs> they didn't elaborate beyond that. Yeah. Um, so, Ashcon, my, e- my email inbox started filling up with Ashcon-related emails. Um, what are we looking at? A week and a half ago? Two weeks ago now? About two, two and a half weeks ago. Um, tell, tell me why it was. Um, I presume you're, you're talking about the... Uh... The uh, night when you fucked four women. Yeah, that, <laughs> in a row. That, that one hit the tabloids really hard a couple two and a half weeks ago. Is that what you got forwarded? Yeah, they, they I kept people kept sending me that article from the Daily Star. Persian R. Kelly beds four. Yes. Sorry, we uh, we just turned a double play after not turning the double play before, and now we're out of the inning, and now I can devote good attention to the uh, JJ Go fans and you. <laughs> Thanks, Ashkan. Yeah. So you made you made a you made a San Francisco Giants song for internet. Yes, I, I did. I made I made a song and a video, uh, a, a rally cry for the San Francisco Giants, if you will. It's a, a reinterpretation of Journeys Don't Stop Believing, uh, sung sung from the heart, and uh, and it's a, the video is a lot of fun. So I put that together uh, like two and a half weeks ago. And we put it on the uh, the old interwebs, and uh, and the people spoke, and the people shared it, and and it 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 got spread around a little bit. Now we're talking we're talking just to put you guys into perspective of what we're talking about with our friend Ashcon here. It's now up to one and a half million views. Um, I believe uh, I heard that you had a conversation with the president of the San Francisco Giants, Larry Bear, about it. I, yeah, yeah, a, a couple of different conversations with him. It, <laughs> shit got really major really fast. It was pretty nuts. Um, Larry Bear once gave me a quad a candlestick uh, for making a speech in support of Pacific Bell Park at a supervisor's meeting. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's not as good as World Series tickets, though. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> hey, yeah, Ashcon, that, those were pretty awesome. For, for those who may not have seen the video, uh, can you just maybe t- talk about how you changed the Journey Don't Stop Believing lyrics to support the Giants? I, sure, I feel like I can't sure. picture it right now. Sure. Um, well, you know, obviously best would be to just, just check it out, but uh, let's see if I can do an on-the-fly explanation of where we go. So... Um, there's the line in the original, uh, everybody wants a thrill, right? Sure. Now, this line was kind of the inspiration of the whole remake because my favorite Giants player growing up was Will the Thrill Clark. A.K.A. Nuzler, because that was his real middle name. Right, Nush. The <laughs> Nush. Um, so, yeah, so everybody wants a thrill. I kind of heard a little, Will the Thrill, in my head, and I said, oh, my God, this could be really kind of hilarious and also really like a really heartfelt tribute that you know has to be a little bit funny because to be that dramatic about it and and have it be the sports remake of don't stop believing it was just fun it was fun now, so now uh, un- unlike a gene o'neill i myself am not a huge fan of the journey song don't stop believing right, or right. wasn't until <laughs> that un- episode of Glee. <laughs> now let's talk about that. Sorry. Um, until I learned that Steve Perry, who apparently is a huge Giants fan, uh, complained to the Dodgers management that they were playing Don't Stop Believing in support of the Dodgers because he's a Giants fan and hates the Dodgers. Yeah, that did happen. I heard about that myself. It really makes you want to believe in something. It does. It does a little bit. Um, so, so you you said were you actually on CNN, Ashcon? 
they, they had the yeah they had the video and we're talking about it on their like little repeat news section for a while when they went to the sports they had it was it was circulating it was pretty amazing have you heard from any members of journey you've obviously heard from the giants has anyone from journey contacted you um, I reached out to some, some <laughs> members of Journey and some publishers after the thing got really, really big. Um, I did have uh, contact with one of the members, and then yeah, I've kind of relayed some messages through the Giants contact uh, uh, to, to Steve and some of his people. But, you know, we've, we've been in, like, loose communication overall. Uh, overall, I think they think it's, it's fun and it's in good fun, and they're kind of riding with it. So they're not going to try and destroy you financially. At least not until the Giants win it all, because they're all <laughs> Giants fans. So they might just be using my good luck charm to ride it out to the end, oh, and yeah. then they're going to sue me. Is there a chance you could replace the Japanese Steve Perry that's currently the lead singer of Journey? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know, but Jim Rome suggested that on his show. <laughs> you could grow your hair long, and you could be the the Persian Steve Perry. Maybe it, it was hilarious. R- Rome, like the a few days after the video dropped. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think Jim Rome sometimes when he gets going is really hilarious. And I've always like uh, kind of done an impersonation of him with my friends on assorted different topics. Jim Rome is a sports talk radio and television host who's known for his sort of his gravelly voice and his almost comical, <laughs> often comical intensity on various subjects. He's sort of like if you imagine the stereotypical sports talk guy and then multiply that by six, that's pretty much Jim Rome, right? You, you, like you a Rush Limbaugh of a sports. Solid, that's a solid reinterpretation or explanation of. Yeah, he talks about everything like this. Yeah, he makes everything really serious. Ashcon, have you thought about maybe recruiting some Steve Perrys of other races, and then maybe you could all just sing on stage with Journey and be like the Steve Perrys from around the world? Or like the 12 huge men who judge. Would I represent the American version or the Persian version? I guess I mean I guess that depends if you can find a guy actually from a Persian who's like was born and raised in a Persian nation. I right. think otherwise by default you're the Persian. I think right? Steve Perry is the American version of Steve <laughs> Perry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, him. Um, You'll have to wear like a like a comical Persian outfit too, like and have a snake that you charm at the end of the song. So now come on, that, now come on, Jordan, that's just offensive. So Ashcon, that's, that's just in bad taste. Yeah, I, I apologize. Wait, wait, what do you want me to do next? Uh, fly on a rug. I, I mean, it would in the be, video, be, be flying on a rug in the video. I would be, like you to do that. I mean, it'd be cool. People oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to build nuclear weapons. Yeah. Sure. Is that is that lying about nuclear weapons? Trying to conquer the Medes. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging <laughs> gardens. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are really um, enjoying that joke a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> so, it sure was. So, Ashcon, I have to ask you a really important question. As you know, I'm, I'm a native of San Francisco. Yes. Um, the, we talked about the Giants, I think, on your show a couple of years ago at some point. We were talking about folks like Candy Maldonado. Sure, we did We did have a nice Candy Maldonado convo. Candy Maldonado is a great word. It has a good ring to it. Candy Maldonado. Everyone just say Candy Maldonado one time. On three. One, two, three. Candy, Candy Maldonado. Maldonado. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels really nice. That it's, it's real sweet. I got a half chub. 
<laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Sorry to cut you off. There. Um, now you you are not a you are not a native San Franciscan. You're from the East Bay. So I am. So tell me about how you how you came to uh, love the Giants so much that you recorded a song for them. I mean, the intent the rivalry between the Giants and the A's is a relatively muted one. It's right. generally mutually supportive. But at the same time, it surprised me to see you in a Giants uniform when I'm used to seeing you, or in a Giants jersey and hat, when I'm used to seeing you in, say, a Warriors hat. Right, right. Um, well, that's, you know, pretty much just passed down from, from my pops. He was a big Giants Niners guy. So, you know, here, uh, here in the East Bay, there's often some supporters of the Giants and Niners, and it's usually... Usually familial ties. So my dad was a big Giants guy, uh, so I was I was kind of raised Giants guy. So were were you rooting for the Giants like in in the nineteen eighty nine Bay Bridge World Series? Oh yeah, big time, big oh, time. Good for you, Ashcon. That really means a lot to me. Uh, hey, it means a lot to me that it means a lot to you. Uh, it was a really rough time for me because my dad was an A's fan, and uh, the A's swept the Giants in four games. Ah. Um, and it really, uh, uh, my dad really lorded it over me for the next probably. Well, he's never stopped lording it over me, I would say. Now, was why it? was your dad my fan? My dad was from Kansas City. Oh, wow. My dad grew That's up in Kansas deep. City, yeah. And then he, he went to UC Berkeley um, and lived in the East Bay for, for quite some time. So Got that's to. how he... He also lorded over that earthquake destroying your city. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so, Ashcon, what's the coolest thing that's happened as a result of this one and a half million views? Um, just... Uh, lots and lots of sexual relations. <laughs> ah, sure. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm, kidding. Guessing, I'm guessing that uh, sports-themed parody songs doesn't exactly uh, bring well, in the pee like you might think. How do you how do you think you get into the pants of one Giants left fielder, Pat Burrell? <laughs> I stand corrected. Exactly. Um, no, let, but on the on the serious tip, there has been some pretty pretty hilarious awesome moments um I, this is one i kind of liked i was out front of uh of giant stadium and uh and uh I, we see james hetfield this is one of the world series games james hetfield the lead singer of metallica and he's like a couple of guys away you know and I, i'm i'm with my friend and i said hey i was like hey that's that's james hetfield and he was like yeah that is james hetfield and we were both kind of looking at him and scoping him out and uh and right at that moment, four girls come up and go, Oh, my God, are you Ashcon? <laughs> wow. hey. And I was like, wow, that just happened. That was really crazy. Um, one other good one was there was a, they gave me a little welcome on the Jumbotron at the game. It said the Giants welcome Ashcon, and the crowd cheered. That was kind of a heart warmer. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so that was cool. Are you thinking about going into this full-time? Because our friend Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, for about two years was a semi-professional A's drummer. He and his friends started <laughs> playing the drums in the outfield at A's games, and they eventually ended up in a, in a series of commercials for the A's in which they... Talk to like two thousand circa two thousand two A's players like your um, your Eric Chavez is right. Or alternately, are you thinking about recording a uh, fight song for the San Jose Sharks? 
I, I have been talked to about that, which is hilarious. Wait, have you actually? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, not not per se by the organization, but, but like but crazy people, people on the street. A lot of people have been like, "Hey, you got to do one for the Sharks, and you got to do it for the Warriors." You know, whatever. Well, you um, did do. You did a Warriors song I, last year. Kind of. I kind of did. Yeah, it was a winner too. Yeah. Well, Ashcon, thank you for taking time out of your busy World Series watching schedule to uh, talk with us about your newfound internet fame. Absolutely. Excuse me. Excuse me. Your newfound additional internet Uh fame, in addition to being one of the most popular Jordan Jesse Go guests of all time on a Uh, consistent basis. Hey, thanks so much. I wanted to say also real quick, um, just to to the listeners at Jordan Jesse Go, I've actually had a lot of folks from the show that have contacted me, and they've all just said really cool things and it's cool just the community that you guys have um they're 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 cool folks so you know i just want to thank them for that and uh you know yeah they can feel free to drop me a line i'm a personable dude Ashcon, is is the best URL for us to send people to still myspace.com slash ashcon one we got to get out of there we got to get out of there um um, the uh Probably uh, Facebook.com slash Ashcon Music. That's my fan page. And Ashcon um, is spelled A-S-H-K-O-N. Yeah, and then music, all one word. Um, that's the fan page. They can also you know, drop me a line on the personal page, too. That's Facebook.com slash Ashcon D. Okay, well, um, let's, let's hear Ashcon's uh, version of uh, Don't Stop Believing, featuring numerous references to the San Francisco Giants. Let's have fun with that. Thanks, you guys. It was cool to talk to you. Just a loyal fan Trying to do the best I can But these last three, four years Have made it hard But I had faith and I had hope And thankfully the Padres choked
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Oh, it's great to have you back on the show, Gene. It's so nice to be here and see you guys. Is it really nice? It is. Because... It's too bad this is the only way we interface anymore, but... Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I miss the gay stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. You did come to my work that one time to uh, get my free copy of Fallout from me. I did. Man, when there was something in it for me, I'm there. You couldn't have been there faster. <laughs> yeah. um, how are things going for you, Gene? You're continuing to work in the entertainment industry on the re- in the world of reality television. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> You're the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bachelorette. Mm. Oh, I just zinged you. Because of his vagina. Ouch. Um. Yeah. How's it going for you? Otherwise, I feel like I feel like we we never get to talk anymore. No. Are you guys interested in anecdotes? Oh yeah. <laughs> is there a ro- is there room for that? I'd rather you not share any anecdotes. Um. Oh. I'm. What I about, prefer just factoids. What about vague pleasantries? Oh. Yeah. Sure. How about my Harrison Ford impression? Then? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. I'll, I'd, I'd enjoy a nice anecdote. What's this anecdote? What's the subject of this anecdote? All right, the subject of this anecdote is uh is romantic, a romantic one. A romantic anecdote. Romance is the subject. Uh, oh, that sounds nice. Well, let about, me guess. Can, can you I do guess? one that's uh, health and fitness? <laughs> well, that's the subject. Yeah, let's change this to a health and fitness symposium. Yeah. <laughs> can I guess what your anecdote is? Because I, I already got a clue, so okay. I think I can do it. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's romantic, right? Yes. I'm guessing that you got a an empty Chianti bottle, and you put a candle in there and let all the wax <laughs> drip all over the bottle, and then that's all I got. Yeah, now my room has a decoration. <laughs> you know, your room is decorated. <laughs> oh, and you got those sweet Nightmare Before Christmas posters, too. <laughs> so you have a little uh, little theme in there now. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, come on. He's not into Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. anymore. He's into Morrissey now. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry about that, Gene. So a romantic story. I like to hear a nice romantic story. Yeah. Okay, so um, working in reality TV, I have like a new job every three months because that's how long it takes to wrap a reality show. And once that's over, you're on your own. And uh, so I worked. There's not this... a pension plan. <laughs> yeah, no. They, yeah, they, they're not interested in all in securing you your next job. You have to like scramble every three months. Every time you have to fight Richard Hatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For um... that gold parachute, <laughs> that gold reality TV parachute. So I worked at this one show where uh, there was this girl who uh, who was like a producer, and I was like you know someone much lower on the rung, like in a, a an AP. And, uh, no, we never had any professional interaction. Um, so, like, I never had, uh, you know, any way to, like, talk to her or, you know, impress her in any way. So you were just in, like, different parts of the building working on different stuff. Like I would here. sometimes see her, and then I could all I could do was just kind of, like, momentarily, like, lust for her, and that was sure. all I could do. And to clarify, AP is Associated Press. It's a group of newspapers that <laughs> yeah. share pool stories uh, over the wire. It's actually alternative press. It's a music magazine focusing on metal and emo. Sure. Yeah. It's all this. Uh, in this in this business, it means uh, associate producer, which just means like a, a writer's assistant. But 
uh, I didn't work, you know, under her. So anyway, uh, then I'm at this new but you, But you would have liked to. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, know <laughs> you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She'd, be a, she'd be a nice boss. <laughs> oh, like in sex. Oh, right. No, no. Oh. I just meant work-wise. Man, I had, you to, know, there's a sexual, I had to introduce a prurient element. There's a sexual position uh, called woman on top. No. Which I thought that was a reference to. Jordan. Hmm. That's not. No, that's just a Dolly Parton movie. Oh. <laughs> Nine to five? Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. song in nine to five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, I mean, so. called called ride that cock. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've seen the musical. Uh, all right. So then I, I start this new job, and it turns out she's working there, which just like doesn't you know that kind of never happens that you're gonna sometimes you see people from other places, but I just like man, what are the odds? Like you know this girl that I had a crush on now she's at this new place, and it's kind of a more intimate building. I'm still, like, don't have any, you know, reason to professionally interact with her, but we do start crossing points in the kitchen a lot, you mm. know, which I have, like, oh. 30 like, seconds to be clever. Which, <laughs> yeah, usually means, it. like, It's you all know. you need. Yeah, but it's, you know, like, oh, why do they call them everything bagels? Or don't really have everything on them. <laughs> I don't them. see any Doritos in here. Yeah. <laughs> they really only have bagel toppings on them. Yeah. So what, so, like, what kinds of, like, do you guys both have a similar time you get coffee or do you both bring your lunch and prepare it at the same time so why are you in there at the just same to be time? I, I basically just went into the kitchen like every oh, when you 15 saw. minutes you know, <laughs> okay, like getting sure. coffee or pretending to get a snack and you know in an effort to meet the see the girl avoid work both both yeah right. serve the dual purpose of avoiding work and it just just for our so our audience knows at one point uh gene did buy a deli style meat slicer so he could go into the kitchen and have something to do <laughs> slicing a honey baked ham yeah i tried to make that my job yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you, even had those, you even had those t-shirts printed up that said ham man <laughs> uh, so anyway <laughs> so you're in the kitchen uh, seeing this lady. No, okay, like, so I'm trying to, you know, get the courage to ask her out, but it's like, okay, she's a producer, and I'm, like, you know, below a producer, and in reality TV, it's it's a very incestuous, you know, profession. Like, anyone who's married or dating is married or dating somebody else in reality TV. So there's, like, also then the strict class system of, you know, or the caste system. So the like, only exception, the, the people are the people who aren't married or dating which is to say, asexual comedian Paula Poundstone. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's it. She's the only one. Yeah, celebrity asexual yeah, Paula but Poundstone. It's unspoken that you date within your cast. Oh. No. Is, it, is, it, um, is it sexual to where like, the women date a higher, a man of a higher station? Is that, does that enter into it? Or is it you date someone of your station? No, that happens. A woman can date up, but... Okay. Yeah, why would you date down, you know? Because you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Low self-esteem. All right, well, that, that probably uh, will make thematic sense as this story goes on. Well, How? Gene, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll give you one reason why somebody might date down. If you were below them on the hierarchical chart, I got several emails from interested lady uh, listeners who saw the video of our marathon show and said, that big-time Gene O'Neill, he's a looker. Well, this might be the time to drop my eHarmony profile <laughs> URL. Uh, all right, so <laughs> you, you received a rank of disharmonious. <laughs> I don't really have an eHarmony profile. No. Okay. 
so yeah, I'm trying to like overcome that because I feel like if I ask her out and then she says no, then there's that awkwardness if we work in the same building and, you know. And she's uh, more important than you on the chain. Right. Uh, so, you know, I guess the last like week or so is coming up I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to ask her out this week, you know, and then we're done and no big deal if she says no. And uh, I keep wussing out at like the end of every day and then until finally it's Friday and I'm like, okay, has to be today. Did you have a, what was your plan going into it? Was it like, hey, I, I, I've liked our conversation. Would you like to get a drink sometime? Or were you planning on doing the like, oh, hey, me and some friends are getting together. If you want to come with, like, what was your, no, it was, no, it was going to be, I was going to take out out your flat out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I would just be like, does this interest you? Like, (laughs) put a newspaper over it. Got a load of this little fella. (laughs) (laughs) Would you uh, perhaps you'd like to reach into my oversized popcorn bucket? (laughs) I have a friend who's too shy to ask you out. My twin brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> you put on a fake mustache for the date. Yeah. <laughs> but then, it, as it turns out, she doesn't come into work on that Friday. Oh, my God. And, she uh, didn't come in on the last day? No. Well, it wasn't her last day. It was oh. my last day. And, uh, you know, <laughs> also when you work on a reality show, like, they're always, like, they're very clear about what your last day is. They don't want you to try to come in. (laughs) You guys know this is your last day, right? Like, don't try to come in next week and work and get a paycheck, you know, get a paycheck. Is that something that people might do if they didn't say that? I assume that's happened before because they (laughs) tell us, like, it was on our, like, it's crossed our mind that we're going to try to sneak into work (laughs) and do work, whatever, even though there's nothing to do, and then, like, fill out a timesheet, you know? So... Yeah, I kind of, I blew that. And then I'm thinking like, all right, what should, should I like, I was on Facebook at the time. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I'm thinking like, should I just like, f- like look her up on Facebook and like, hey, I always meant to ask you out. But I'm like, that's lame. Like, that's not a good, I, I feel like you need to have a good story. Right. Like a good asked you out on a date story. And you don't want to say, Free well, he kids. looked, you know, like, cause I'm thinking like, she's telling her friends how we met and she would say like, oh, he looked me up on Facebook. That's, that's a lame story, right? That isn't a good story. You want to have something exciting. Like he, uh, you know, he followed me into a, a corner of a parking garage. <laughs> yeah. Something with a little, wearing... with a sense of excitement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or like, just pick another website. I always, like he, I, he really I, liked my reviews on City Search. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered yeah. why he was such a big fan of popcorn, yeah. theatrical style popcorn. Sure. Yeah. And I contacted her LinkedIn profile <laughs> and asked if she wanted a job dating me. <laughs> uh, so, so my plan becomes, all right, I'm just going to go into work on the following Monday and just like pretend like I forgot something there. Uh, and then ask her out. So, because this—that's a—that's a—that's quite the scheme that you've developed. Yeah. I think Did you actually leave something to go get? No, I didn't come up with this until like the weekend until okay. I left. So I like I get a book, I stuff it into my pants, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I you know walk into the building and like sure enough my boss is like Gene, what are you doing here? Friday was the last day. I'm like, yeah, I know, I I just forgot a book. And he's like, oh okay, and it's like I go into the bathroom and like pull the book out of my pants. <laughs> Here it is, you know. <laughs> you were in my pants the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, and then, but then the problem is, is that she is in an editing bay, which is just an office where people edit, uh, with her editor doing her show. And I know that when you go into your it's editing bay... dark and private. Yeah, and when uh, you go in your editing bay, you're like in there all day. 
So I'm like, shit, like, how am I, like, I don't want to ask her out in front of the editor. You know, like, how am I going to get her alone? So, I so come, you follow her into so, the parking garage. <laughs> with a giant bucket of popcorn. <laughs> a knife. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm like, okay, I think of something to do. And I knock on her door. I go in and I say, uh, you know, and I'll change her name here. And I say, like, Beatrice, someone just hit your car outside. I told them that I would come and get you. <laughs> and I thought she would, I thought her reaction would be like, oh, really? Okay, you know, come down with you. But she just, like, totally freaks out. Like, what? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, no. And, like, like throws, like, her notepad on the ground. And, like, her editor also. And her editor is, like, this big, like, you know, like, tattooed kind of, like, Rides a motorcycle guy. Sort of what you would picture if you think reality show editor. Yeah, when you picture Hell's sure. Angel type. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we're all walking to the <laughs> elevator. All three of you. We're all walking to the elevator. All three of us going downstairs, and she's just like huffing, and she's like so upset about this. She's like, "This is the third time my car's been hit this month," and I'm and I'm like, ah, "It was really just a ding, really, just like a scratch." And uh, and then uh, finally, like we get downstairs and. I'm like, okay, uh, full confession. I that was just a ruse to get you to leave the room. Your car didn't get hit. I just wanted to ask you out on a date, and uh, and and then she's like, wait, so my car is okay? <laughs> First and foremost, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, your car is the fine. editor still there at this point? Yeah, the editor is still uh, there. Just yeah, yeah. Is he is he doing the thing where he puts his fist into his open palm he's, and kind of turns it back and forth? He's drawing a line across his neck <laughs> <laughs> and pointing at you. Yeah. This is you. This is you later. Uh, no, but uh, she uh, she said yes. And she asked me out. Oh, yeah, hey, good, huh? that's fantastic. Yeah, congratulations, Gene. Did you guys all? Did you laugh about it later? Yeah, we laughed about it later, and she she thought and and uh, she said she like told her friends, and they all thought agreed it was a good. Yeah. Ask him out on a date story. Yeah, maybe, sure. Yeah, maybe if she was on the fence, she's like, as that was happening, she's like, what a great story. Yeah. See, I I think about about that stuff in advance because I feel like a girl will always tell her friends the story you know like oh, I got this date with this guy this is how he asked me out and is you that, just want to provide that you is that why you're that. so successful romantically that, that might have something to do with it yeah probably has everything to do with it we should explain he's sort of a big time Gene O'Neill sort of uh, would you say a modern day Casanova I would say a real Charlie Sheen type <laughs> yeah we did do coke naked in a restaurant bathroom later that night <laughs> <laughs> What did Char- what did Charlie Sheen get caught doing? Didn't he do two things he like two- over the course of a couple of days? He did two things. He got naked in a restaurant bathroom <laughs> for some reason <laughs> to do coke. Well, George, Gene, you don't have to. What do you mean for some reason? <laughs> yeah. He had an allergic reaction to some medication. Oh, sure. Right, yeah. And then the other one was locking a hooker in his hotel closet. And then he closet. locked a hooker in his... No, I think she locked herself in the closet. Oh, because he was dangerous. Yeah, and he was, like, refusing to pay or something like that. No, as I understand it, she called another hooker. Because she won't, what, she ordered a hooker for herself? <laughs> She's like, man, I really need to decompress. <laughs> After this whole Charlie Sheen thing that's I still mean, going on right now. I, she's, she's, I don't really need sex, but I do need someone who's there to listen. I sure. just want to talk. Yeah, yeah, I just want to talk. Um, I, It's kind of amazing to me that Charlie Sheen can still have his own television show, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess especially especially the surprising thing about it is that this is the quintessential TV show that's popular in middle America. You know, yeah. that it is just like, it is the show that 
you know, dads watch with their sons after t-ball practice, you know. I was under the impression that that is his character, though. Like, someone told me, like, Charlie <laughs> Sheen plays himself <coughs> really? on Two and a Half Men, so. Because here's the but, thing. But, I mean, it's like he, I think the the TV, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just, just that people accept the difference between the real life and the TV version, but, I mean, on TV, he just, like, approaches a woman in a grocery store and says, nice melons, when she's looking <laughs> at the produce. I don't think he locks any of them in a closet. Oh, See, I thought he was like a method actor. Oh, right. He's like, I wasn't like this before. (laughs) Well, he did. I mean, to be fair, the woman in the closet did have some melons. She did. He gave her some melons. Two complimentary hotel honeydews. Two complimentary hotel honeydews. Have you ever just imagined a lifestyle for yourself where you just do that kind of thing as a matter of course? Like blowing hookers and fighting in public nudity? Yeah. I mean, oh, I thought you meant making racy double entendres in the supermarket. <laughs> That's a much success. Well, wearing a like a fake bowling shirt. Yeah, this cucumber is kind of like a dick, right? <laughs> That's, That's an actual line from Two and a Half. Yeah. Anybody uh, have anything to do with cereal? Any, any cereal ideas? How can you? Hey, want to fuck some cereal? With me? <laughs> I'd sure like to fuck that Cocoa Puffs bird. <laughs> I bet it's got a real sweet pussy. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Um, great to have you here, Gene. Good to be here. Um, from time to time on Jordan, Jesse Go, we like to uh, play our listeners' momentous occasions. We ask that our listeners, when something momentous happens to them, they, that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN and let us know about them as close to the moment as we can. Well, let's get this thing started, shall we? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, you go. I, uh, I'm sitting in a parking lot in New Jersey looking at a man feeding a horse, like, a, like an out horse, not like in a, like a caravan thing, like just out, uh, feeding a horse out of a Dunkin' Donuts bag in front of a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, that's magical. Yeah, that's great. I like that, that something, you know, he... He was convinced that it was the horse's feeding time. Right. And he just, he did what he had to do. He had to take care of business. He sure. wasn't near an alfalfa store. Yeah, right. He wasn't, there wasn't a, there wasn't a... Bag of oats. There wasn't a Tim Hortons nearby. <laughs> At Tim Hortons, they actually sell both donuts and horse feed. Sure. And the Secretariat. <laughs> yeah, Secretariat gets whatever he wants after that big hit movie. He really let himself go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More donuts, more Coke, more hookers, yeah. more Phillies. He yeah. just hangs out with Charlie Sheen all day. <laughs> <laughs> what if Charlie Sheen was just naked riding around John Secretariat? <laughs> what do you mean, what if? <laughs> uh,. That'd be funny if their little prank was like calling room service, and then the room service guy gets up there, and then the horse kicks him. Then <laughs> <laughs> they just laugh. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is David with an N from Orlando, Florida. My momentous occasion is pretty common, but still awesome. I defended my dissertation, and I'm now a doctor in psychology. So now you can say that at least one out of one doctors recommends J.J. Gould 
JJ Go. I guess ghoul is because uh, Halloween is coming for grad school sanity support. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Let's talk about some great things about this call. Sure. Number one, it's always nice to hear from Davin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big fan of the show, regular contributor on the forums, and etc. Number two, it's always nice to know that we've got a doctor on hand in case something goes horribly wrong. With our psyches. Sure. It's like maybe let's say let's say our uh, our super ego loses track of our id. Yeah. And we go on some kind of you know naked secretariat writing <laughs> For example, that's just an example sure. of something that or might maybe happen. we could ask him how we could make our super ego lose track of our id, so that we go <laughs> so on we have an naked horse riding sprees. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's just cocaine, though, right? Or PCP? Yeah. Or a little bit of both? Long story short, David, can you hook us up with cocaine and PCP? <laughs> Great job, everybody, mailing us the tasty cakes. Now do it with hard drugs. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go, calling in with the momentous occasion. This is Aaron from New Mexico, and I just got my first job after getting my master's degree, and I'm so excited, and no one's answering their cell phone, so I guess that's what momentous occasions are for. Have a good one, guys. Later. I don't think that's what momentous occasions are for. No, you call us first. You call us first. Yeah, the fact that you called other people first yeah, is kind of insulting. Last as an Jeez. afterthought. And they rubbed our faces in it. Also, you sound a little young to be having gotten your master's degree. Yeah, you've got you've got your master's degree in American history, but you've got a PhD in bullshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Unless I'm not sure you're some... qualified for that job. We should call. Yeah, we're gonna call that job and tell them you're. Hello, a liar. guys. Work. We're gonna we're gonna call your thesis committee chairman and take a real shit on your reputation. <laughs> yeah. Hello, this is some internet guys. <laughs> Guess what we think? Hello, my name's Jesse Thorne. I've got a. Bachelor's degree in American studies from, let's just call it a major American university. And this is Jordan. I've got a cat. <laughs> Listen up, assholes. UC Santa Cruz has been calling me for donations lately. Have they been calling you guys? Have you been getting calls from Santa Cruz? No, I think they're pretty aware of my lack of success. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to just stop taking their calls. I just pressed the ignore button. I don't want to give money to UC Santa Cruz. It's not that great of a university. I want money back from UC Santa Cruz. I'm going to start calling them and asking for <laughs> donations. Yeah, I at least want unlimited dining hall meals for the rest of my life. <laughs> I want like a card you swipe in the dining hall. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. Um, so I'm calling because I've just had a moment today on the stage of my Catholic school when I was supposed to be rehearsing my scene for the upcoming Arts and Music Festival, I instead made out with a girl for the very first time. And it was pretty awesome. And I have a girlfriend. And I'm really happy. So that seems like a momentous occasion. Thanks, guys. Bye. A little worried that was going to, uh, when that story started, it was going to turn into some kind of carry situation. <laughs> <laughs> so then I used my telekinesis to <laughs> kill everyone in the school. I thought we were going to find out how the play turned out. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a disappointing when, when you think yeah. you're going to find out the end of the play. Yeah. And all you get to hear about is Catholic schoolgirls making out with each other. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know? 
Um, bravo, right? Sure, way to go. Bravo. She's got a girlfriend. I mean, I don't know. I might say save it for after school. I don't want this uh, lesbian making out to interrupt with your studies. What kind of examples would we be? When I was in high school, uh, I made out a lot with my girlfriend um, during school. And it worked out great. 10 years, uh, 12 years later, we're married to each other. Uh, We have a beautiful dog, Mm -hmm. a lovely apartment in Silver Lake, California. And we've got fond memories of uh, the time that our English Shakespeare teacher uh, said that we weren't going to go practice our scene. You guys are just going to find a corner and snog. Sure. When I was in grade school, me and my brother made out a lot. It was pretty great. (laughs) It sounds fun. You guys are still pretty close, right? Yeah, we are, I guess you could say, unusually close. (laughs) (laughs) Some might even say illegally close. (laughs) Some might even say we fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Each other. (laughs) But uh, I'm winking when I say that. Yeah. Hey, Jesse and Jordan. This is Jenny and Nate at the North Carolina State Fair. And there are donks here, and they're adorable. (laughs) And there's this one particularly adorable... Little donk, kind of, you know, play wrestling with another donkey, actually. And then he just went over and, with his back leg, kicked another donk right in the face. And it was pretty hilarious. And then strolled away like nothing happened. Anyway, I just wanted to share just the love of donks with you guys. So, have a good one. Bye. This is something that I want, I played this call because I want to clear up a misconception about donks. Donks, as most of our listeners know, are miniature donkeys. They're adorable, tiny donkeys that can even come into your house if you invite them. Are they like designer donkeys? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, sure. We're talking about Dolce & Gabbana. We're talking <laughs> no, you about know what I mean? Galliano. Like designer dogs. Like It's like a Paris Hilton type donkey. This is a donkey <laughs> that's been made, that's been selectively bred so that it's tiny. It's okay. a tiny donkey. They're literally the size of a dog. And they're bred for cuteness, right? Yeah, not like of little course. And friendship. Yeah. <laughs> friendship. They're for tilling tiny fields. Okay. The problem was the other donkeys were too big. There are these really narrow fields that are really long. You need a tiny donkey to fit in the narrow field. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think a lot of people realize that this is one of the most adorable creatures that treads the earth. Uh, it's a tiny donkey. It, it'll eat anything, just like most donkeys or goats. Uh, it has that funny face. It can do that thing or it shows its teeth like this. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that they're also powerful, hmm. powerful killing machines. So I guess the moral of this story is, and I, and I can only assume the reason why this young lady called in, um, was, you know, don't fuck with donks. Sure. And I think, Jordan, you've complained about donks in the past, and I know that you've received some threats. From donks. Yeah. They're also very intelligent. They can <laughs> dial a phone. I heard what you've been saying about me. <laughs> well, more and, and more... And my kind. <laughs> more and more donk owners are hot-gluing pens to their hooves mm-hmm. so they can do some writing. Yeah. <laughs> so they can finally get some writing done. You got a letter that said, me hate you. <laughs> Still pretty scary, though. Yeah, it does, it does sound scary. It turned out just to be from a former XFL star, he hate me. Who <laughs> <laughs> was trying out some new branding strategy. And on the back, in really nice calligraphy, it said, Dearest Jordan, I'm considering this for a new moniker. <laughs> I'd love an opinion. I understand you, you. You have experience in the world of action sports. <laughs> Yours, that guy. Anyway, I guess the moral of the story is: don't fuck with donks, especially you, Jordan. I know you never would, Gene. Yeah, it's not the kind of guy you are. 
You're not full of bullshit like Jordan. I, I respect what I'm donks. Saying. Yeah. You've, and they're right to do what they do. You're a respectful man. You believe in the important things, tasty cakes, etc. Yeah. Well, etc. just covers donks. That's it. Right. Tasty cakes and donks. Yeah. The two most important things in the world. That's we'll be back it. in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Another winning program, I have to say. Sure. We've won. I think we're the best podcasters. Yeah, certainly no one's challenging us out of Houston. I noticed that... I yet no- Dallas, <laughs> Lubbock, Beaumont, I noticed Fort that Worth, uh, popular... Decatur. <laughs> I, I noticed that popular podcaster and unpopular filmmaker Kevin Smith... Uh, has recently <laughs> recently seems to have purchased a um, who I I'm not going to say anything bad about him. He really genuinely seems like a good guy, very funny, charming guy. Um, uh, he seems to have purchased a storefront here in Los Angeles. Yeah, he uh, pur- purchased a theater space dedicated exclusively to podcasts. I feel like what? How? Where did he get the kind of money that it takes to purchase a podcasting theater? I don't know. It's that comic book story owns. Is it from? Yeah, he, he, certainly not. Not his movies. <laughs> all that comic money book off store of revenue. clerks. <laughs> like, which one of his movies was the successful one? I think those. I think all of those movies are all like DVD cash cows. Really? So I think that. Yeah, I think he probably. And you think he's he's you think he's got points on the net? Yeah, I think he just won the lottery and that's how he (laughs) paid for it. He bought a scratcher ticket. Yeah, no, I think I think you know even though Kevin Smith's movies don't you know nothing's in the you know hundred grand territory. I think they all kind of hang around and sell on DVD for you know longer than your average movie. And I uh, I guess probably always got development deals. I I guess what I'm saying is why don't we have our own storefront slash theater? Because it's dumb, man. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say anything. But yeah, you feel what? like we yeah. I've been wondering for a while why you guys don't have your own storefront thing, theater, the thing that you said. You know earlier. what the problem is? Only a certain, only uh, um, only a certain percentage of our listeners are listener donors. Some of our listeners aren't donors at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of in vogue these days. We could just get a truck. And like pull up outside office buildings, like a lunchtime. podcasting truck. Yeah, like a lunch. Oh, truck. That's you mean a good idea? You mean like that later in the Blackberry Lady in the Blackberry Torch commercial, the really cool one from Brooklyn? Uh, I, I have not seen that commercial. Oh. But does she have a food? truck? She has a food truck. Yeah. It's a treat truck specifically. No, no. She goes she, in the commercial. She goes, I drive all I drive all over Brooklyn, bringing people treats. My Blackberry Torch helps me send emails and tweeters. <laughs> Or something. There's a, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, there's a billboard. Uh, By the way, full disclosure, I did recently do a branded content segment for the television program I host in support of the BlackBerry Torch. Which is a fine device. It is a nice <laughs> device. It's a good device. Anyway, sorry, Jordan. Uh, there's a billboard for Bank of America with this um, just kind of like real strapping Latino guy on it. And he's got a, you know, he's got like a plaid shirt and then like a Back to the Future vest. And he's standing there with his arms crossed. And uh, the billboard says, I can do my banking while I wait for the food truck. <laughs> I've seen I that billboard. I wanted to crash my car into it. It makes you want to kick it in the balls. Like, number one, why would you try and make your bank the cool bank? Yeah. Like, banks aren't cool. Man, where is this bank? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it really knows where I'm coming from. I, I believe it's in Williamsburg. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm probably not even cool enough to open an account there. Yeah. 
They have uh, they ask you what band you're in <laughs> before you open up a branch. It seems like and it's anything less cool than Interpol. <laughs> it seems like if Bank of America did some market research and they said, you know, this percentage of the audience wants a reliable bank. This percentage of the audience wants a value-oriented bank with low fees and high interest rates. Uh, the percentage of the audience that said in the in like the focus group, I'm really looking for a cool bank, yeah. like some place I want to be seen, a place to hang out after school. With it your seems friends. like that would be a smaller percentage than the percentage of the banking industry controlled by Bank of America, the nation's largest consumer <laughs> bank. Bank of America is trying to be the max. <laughs> say everybody, the bell. everybody hangs out after school. Yeah. The peach pit. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to go to B of A? <laughs> <laughs> there was that period where my Washington Mutual, before it before Washington Mutual was bought out by Chase, uh, took out all of the bank stuff and did like banking in the round, where they had like a circle of tellers, each with their own sort of pedestal. Like, they wow. weren't behind a window. They were at a pedestal. It's weird. It was really, really weird. And it really made you wonder, like, what? who was the person asking for half-bank, half-coffee clutch? Yeah. Wait, like, they didn't have bulletproof glass? No, no bulletproof glass. There was a machine at the end of the line that you typed a secret code in to get your cash out. Like, oh. your teller gave you a secret code. They gave you a piece of paper with a number written on it. And then you walked over to the machine, pushed the number into the machine, and then the money came out of the machine. Oh, okay. It was really it was it was a negative situation. It was it was it was right around the same time that my ATM started trying to be friends with me. Oh, it's where it said like, "Hey, dude, want some money?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put in your secret code, and we'll get going. It was very upsetting to me. It was a very upsetting period in my life. I've only recently gotten over it. So, are you still seeing your significant other? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call if you've got a comment or a question for us. Uh, if you want to uh, share a momentous with, occasion with us or whatever, you can also email us at jjgo at org. If you want to put uh, a little advertisement lit on Jordan Jesse Go, it's easy. All you have to do is email Teresa Thorne, our development director at Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, at MaximumFun.org. It's 100 bucks for a personal message, 150 for a commercial message. Um, hey, guess what, Jordan? Hmm. Max FunCon tickets are going on sale in a couple of weeks. What? The day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Mm. um, it's called that because of uh, uh, the popularity of African Americans in this nation. (laughs) (laughs) They're hotter than ever. (laughs) Um, Everybody loves Friday. Everybody loves African Americans. But I heard gay was the new black, so maybe we should change it. To Gay Friday? Yep. Okay, sure. Absolutely. Why not? And then Mexican Monday, the following Monday. <laughs> yeah. The only Instead the only of thing, Cyber Monday. As long as they don't as long as they don't have any of those fucking uh, bakeries. Pan dulces. Pan dulce. <laughs> Pan dulce. Dolce? Dulce. Hmm. That you're sound thinking right. of uh, you're thinking of Italian. Oh. Dolce would be a word is a word in Italian. Hmm. Uh, dulce is the Spanish. Italian desserts are delicious. Yeah, no, the Italians do a nice job with a nice mascarpone. <laughs> Cake of pasta. Hamburger. Max FunCon tickets are going, on, are going on sale the day after Thanksgiving at maxfuncon.com. So I just wanted to give everybody out there in the audience fair warning. 
fair warning, uh, and we're gonna have some cool stuff. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do like a little holiday gift package because people mm. like to sometimes people like to give sure. a trip to Max Fun Con to their significant other, to their best friend, whatever. We often hear about that to their kid, a Daryl Asher. Likes to bring his uh, bring his daughter Crystal in. Yeah. Um. So you know, we we wanted to put a little. So we're putting together a little gift package so you can have something to put under the tree. The people can open and have a little box and have a little thing. And it'll a be like a nice little boxing glove. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right in the kisser. The whole nine yards, essentially. The whole nine yards. Um. Comes with a DVD copy of the whole nine yards, starring yeah. Matthew Perry. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I just wanted to let folks know about that. And well, one other thing. Hmm. Hey, listen, if you're a regular Jordan Jeffy Go listener, you're out there in our listening audience, you haven't tried out the great podcast being produced by our friends and stable mates, Stop Podcasting Yourself, what do you think you're doing? Well, who are you that you're listening to this show and not stop podcasting yourself? It's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to this whole nation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if you're American. Who do you think you are? Former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> She's dead. Yeah. And how? Yeah, so you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah, you got to be Mikhail Gorbachev, and then you have that splotch on your head. <laughs> yeah. Ha-ha. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall <laughs> and listen to the other podcast. Um, stop podcasting yourself. Anyway, there's a link on our website. Somebody told me the other day, this, I got a Twitter the other day also, uh, from somebody that said, I'm really a Jordan Jesse Go fan, but when I heard William Gibson was on The Sound of Young America, I had to give it a try. At least give it a try. Please. Can I, can I ask that you please give The Sound of Young America a try? It's but, okay if you don't like it and you like this one, but... To be fair, though, Jesse, the person who said that was you. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You have two Twitter feeds, one so you can send yourself messages. Yeah, that's, that's fair I'm enough. I'm going to check out this show that I've been doing. Yeah. You know, the me one. <laughs> anyway, you can, wa- you can watch Jordan on the Fuel TV. You can catch me on Thursdays at 745 Eastern, 445 Pacific on the Independent Film Channel, IFC. I think I'm going to be on this episode. Oh, yeah. Is this, the, is this upcoming week, the, the week that you're going to be on it? I think so, yes. And, you're, and we're, we're hoping, and I don't get to pick these kind of things, but I think and we're hoping that you're going to be a regular contributor to the program. Uh, maybe. It's called The Grid. You should set your TiVos. Mm-hmm. You can check out my cool commercial for the blackberry torch mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's gonna be it's pretty great i'm look i'm not trying to brag about my commercial for the blackberry no. torch but let's just say i've got a meeting with audi next week to discuss a few possibilities oh. they liked my torch work they want to talk about audis anyway we'll talk to you next week on jordan jesse go <laughs>